Hey guys, welcome to Bite Size Marketing Hacks. It's great to have Rashawn back here with us. And uh, today we're gonna jump into a topic that is really key for you. If you get put on the spot and you're asked to make a pitch for why somebody should use your services, use your business, use your nonprofit, whatever it is, and you don't have that pitch ready to go, you lose the opportunity. So we're gonna look into the elevator pitch today and get Rashawn's thoughts on that. That's coming up. Welcome to the Bite Size Marketing Hack Podcast, where you get the confidence to hack your marketing five minutes at a time. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Bite Size Marketing Hack Podcast. My name is Mark. My name is Rashawn. And it's great to be with you guys. We love to uh, cut through the noise and uncertainty and connect you with the right people for your business. And today we're connecting back with Rashawn. He's back on today. So, yeah. uh, hey, tell us what's been happening in your world in the last bit. Um, and it's uh, been a lot of stuff going on. You know, I had this, uh, you know, exciting sort of moment where I had that book release, which we talked about for Start Where You Are, which was super exciting. A little bit after that, um, we came across, you know, a time where it was just tragic, you know, our love one one of our loved ones uh berkeley mcguire which was uh has been a huge part of my life of a spiritual sister her mom and dad have been spiritual parents to me and my wife in a way mentors good friends uh we had lost her and it's been one of the toughest times of our life i can say because uh she's uh, been such a huge part of our life and they've just been walking through so much so it's definitely been painful for us these past a um, few weeks um, with that and uh, navigating through that, that tough season of loss is uh, tragic, man. And uh, I just know, you know, it was so comforting and uh, peaceful and uh, sort of filled our hearts a bit more when we realized uh, the, the impact that Burke did have on our, all our lives. And uh, I just know it still doesn't fix the wound. Uh, I believe there that's a wound that only heaven can heal, losing her. But yeah, it's just been so tough, man. I think overall, just watching my brother, uh, Sean, uh, walk through this time without his daughter, who he loves so much. And um, we know she's in a far greater place. So, uh, and also Tandem and her love for her family as a whole. She's always been a homemaker and an amazing mother and yeah it's just tough losing and then we all been there i believe but to lose out of nowhere all of a sudden you can't i mean yeah you can't explain it but we really are trusting god and when those questions aren't answered we're trusting that he's you know still going to use this for his for our good and for his glory for his purposes and we're excited to see what he's going to do yeah yeah. And that's so painful that that happened. And yeah. um, I remember when I heard that and uh, uh, yeah, and just it, it was like a punch in the gut. And I and I don't even know Sean nearly as well as you do, but just yeah. just to, um, to hear that happen and the way that it happened was just so, yeah, just crazy. And yeah. um, but, you know, that is like you're saying, that's one of the things that we have as followers of Jesus. We can uh process that through that and um it's amazing to 
hear how they are processing that but um, yeah. that doesn't make it any less hard so so true so true they're such a strong family you know their faith is so strong and grounded but um yeah we just want to make sure we're there present with them and that's why i've been gone so long uh this past month spend a lot of time you know one in prayer and just time you know alongside the mcguires whether present with them or away from them just yeah just trying to yeah keep them built up and i think it's so important right now but that's good man well uh we are continuing to pray for you and think of you and and for them so thank you brother Man, well, guys, we do uh, have some content for you today. Uh, really glad that we're able to uh, get that update from Sean. It's just uh, we do want to just continue to bring you great content. But at the end of the day, uh, one of the things that Rashawn models so well is just uh, relationships and uh, prioritizing that. So um, that's why we that's why we want to make sure that we talk about this that this is not yeah. just swept under the rug or we just move on to just the content at the center but um yeah so thanks for taking a minute to update us thanks for allowing me mark and thank you for taking over trucking along and being so gracious with me dude like you're you're amazing i know our community is uh really grateful that you stay consistent uh during this time as well and pouring into our community amazing crew out Amen. there man well, guys, let's jump in here. So, uh, you know, we we were talking about this off air before we hit record. How uh, we found our both found ourselves in this situation, and um, I, I bet you have too, where you are in the middle of a have an opportunity. You're in a networking opportunity. You're on a Zoom call. You're wherever. You're in front of somebody that, and maybe it's a setup, like a, a, a like you've actually set up to pitch to somebody, but you're not prepared or you don't have uh, everything together uh man it's a lost opportunity isn't it yes for sure and it can be any scenario you could actually be on the elevator or you can be in a you know in line at a store or even at the end of a speech or a talk somewhere and you notice your time is low and you need to just yeah. get out this point and i think it's so important that we cover this mark it's so good so we'll dig into just these few and i'd love to get your thoughts on these Rashawn. so um, when it comes to an elevator pitch, these four maxims are really helpful. So we're going to get Rashawn's take on these today. Number one, say what is needed and nothing more. And man, this is convicting because I think there is a there's a reality that when you are pitching to somebody, if you say too much, you can actually sometimes um, you can undercut what you're saying. You can undercut your content. So quantity or more is not always best. What yeah. do you think on that one? That is so true. That is so true. Like, I think the same way we look at sort of the copy print or, you know, when you go to Amazon, I don't know about you, but if I'm reading a description that's super long and flooded with words and it's not speaking into the keywords that I'm looking for, I easily go off into the next product or the next thing. Uh, but I think it's so important to be very precise with your words and really intentional about speaking the key words that you want to get across that is relevant to them. So that's so important, man. I can't stress that enough. Right. So I like this, this, uh, what they said is a good rule of thumb for editing. So if you're practicing your elevator pitch and boy, we got to do that right where we stand in front of a mirror and we just try it out or try it out on a friend. Yeah. 
um, they, they use this. So uh, for editing is to ask yourself after the end of a sentence or a story, so what? So in other words, like, okay, so what? What does that have to do with the pitch itself or the core thing you want to get across? And if it doesn't, then you're saying more than you need to be saying. So I'm like, man, that's that's a helpful way to filter no through. Point. Wow. <laughs> There's a practical nugget. Um, and then number two, they said, uh, back up what you say. So um, if your listener has to spend precious moments wondering whether the words you speak are true, their attention is being diverted from your message. So um, they shouldn't hear you making a claim and then like, is that right? I don't know if that's right. So you should back it up immediately with like, here's a statistic that shows that's true, or here's a reason why I'm I'm going after that, or I'm I'm pitching this to you. Uh, how have so you seen true. that play out, or do you do you think that's actually true? Well, you know, because we live in a world like show telling is better, or showing is better than telling, right? Showing, you know, there's a right. show aspect that needs to be there, and I think. It can be in many levels. I think even the way you carry yourself, your actions as you're speaking to them can really convey what you're selling as well, you know? And also like, uh, I know for me, for instance, when I go into a place and someone asks about my book or something, the very first thing I'm thinking of is like, how can this like serve them? But also how can I like sort of, you know, sh you know, just really quick share what it what it actually does you know that's good that's good so pointing to reasons why or uh the the the, the why behind the what yeah. uh and and backing up the 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 main claim with some sort of evidence or a why is really key yeah and then number three uh keep it relevant so they they reference gary v pointing out that while well, content is king they point out context is god it's true you can borrow wow. your listener with anecdotes or tangents but uh will sleek catchphrases or one-liners really add to your conversation or arguments in the wrong long run so it's a little bit more of this uh, uh say what is needed and nothing more but it's really specifically saying you want to make sure that you're communicating things that are relevant and pointed towards them and then they use this example of coca-cola you know where they put names on um, their cans, keeping it really relevant to their customers. So making sure that it's personalized and not just like, so why why pitch to me, I guess is the end of the, the general uh, yeah. the reason. Like why not, why are you pitching to me and not somebody else? So making sure it's relevant. Love that. That's absolutely, yeah. I love that so much. Cause you know, for instance, like let's start where you are with my book. What I end up doing when I pitch it, I share just a little bit about the, the why, like, Everyone, you know, from you know the cheerleader that was in the county jail to the guy who was in there for murder, they would always say like, "I can't be met where I am," or you know, and and, and things like that. Like God won't meet me where I am. And what I would do is like I would share like if God met Kanye, you know, he was relevant at the time. If God met Kanye where he was, and I'm not saying he's a yeah. true word again convert, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, yeah, that was funny, <laughs> like. It just like he's on the journey all of us where we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. So then number four is stay organized as you speak. So if you've got the opportunity for an elevator pitch, um, you want to be organized. And they, they're, what they're highlighting here is uh, specifically about your actual word choices 
and language. Um, and so I think this is really the, the way that I've, I guess I, I feel like the way that I'm wired as a communicator is if I can, if I memorize or I just like think through a few specific phrases that I can kind of like work off of, that then helps to keep the flow of what I'm doing organized in my brain so that I don't ramble. Uh. And I think that's that's what they're highlighting here. Organizing, not necessarily just like point, now I'm going to point two, now I'm going to point three, but more just like making sure that your words um, are chosen carefully, or at least there's cho there's phrases that you can kind of like work off of. How does uh, that look for you uh, as you've done it? Totally. Um, I always go back to like, uh, how you know, your dirt isn't too dirty for God. Like I play off this theme, this mess theme. Like my subtitle is how God meets you in your mess, how he loves you through it and how he leads you out of it. And the very first thing I think about is just when someone asks me, what's your book about? It's just reminding people, you know, the theme is you're not too far to be reached. You're not too broken to be fixed. You're not too dirty to be cleansed. Like you can always you know, be transformed and renewed into the person you're called to be or created to be. And, and I, I, that's the way I go about it. It's these like key th words that play off each other, like dirt and messy and, you know, from here to there type idea. That's good. So you drive home the challenge that your, <sighs> your book is addressing with those key words. Totally. And I like that you even got in the background as we're recording the video, start with depression, anxiety, pride. So there's like these words that then kind of like guide into uh, yeah, the reason the for mess. the book. That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, I read this article and we, we uh, touched on this recently in a podcast episode, but thought to bring it back because um, I read it and it wasn't just good thoughts. I immediately took action and that's what we should be doing with everything, right? But uh -huh. I immediately began to think about and put down on paper uh, elevator pitches for different areas of my life of like, man, I need to be, be more clear, be uh, use less words, make sure it's got the backup of statistics or reasons why in it, uh, and make sure it's some has some organization to it. All of that really helped me to begin to hone in. So um, don't just listen to this and uh, <laughs> just think oh, that's a great idea for the future, but but put some some things down because as we both have said here, you you could find yourself in front of somebody who could be an investor or be interested in partnering oh, yeah. with you or a client, and you could lose it if you don't have the words and your thoughts organized well enough to be able to because then because then they're like, well, this this person doesn't even have this. That's clear for them. Why would they? Why would I trust them with my business? So, so you want to take that time to be clear up front. That's a good word, Mark. Y'all better get clear now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, man, good to have you back. And uh, I think that's it for today. Good to have you back, brother. Because I've been missing you. Come on. Amen. And everybody else listening in. Let's go. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And visit us at bitesizemarketinghacks.com for more resources and episodes that will help you hack your marketing five minutes at a time.